You're listening to the podcast, Carlos Avalon, My Music, My Life. Thank you for tuning in. And now, here's your host, Carlos Avalon. I should have asked you for your number, and if you'd like for me to go, because I think I really like... Hello again. I'm actually coming to you back once again from Palm Springs, California. Oh, it's hot here. It's very hot here. Palm Springs uh, is one place that I did, and I have lived here for 12, uh, almost 12 years, and uh, uh, we'll spend a lot of time here in the future, but not in the summer. But I actually had to come here. I had some stuff to take care of here. So I am in Palm Springs, and uh, I am... Uh, uh, also, um, I, uh, my travel portable studio, uh, we had a, f- a little technical difficulty here. So this may end up being my shortest episode so far. So I guess some of you will like that. But anyway, um, I am so glad that so many of you Enjoy. Actually, most of you that called and uh, sent me text uh, uh, loved my first official guest two weeks ago, singer, songwriter, Portuguese recording star, pianist, uh, she's so many things, but Ramana Vieira. It was amazing, the great comments I got from uh, all of you. I'm glad you loved her, uh, what she had to say, and loved her uh, song she played. And I am hoping that you are um, searching for her songs online and you are streaming them and maybe downloading them because, yes, Ramana was a great choice uh, to be my first guest, and uh, I'm so glad you liked her. Um, no guests tonight, and actually, um, no music uh, today or tonight. I record this. I've told you before. I'm a night owl, a night person. I work best at night. So I always record these around 11 p.m. or midnight, wherever I might be. So uh, I may most often say tonight or good night, but I know many of you are listening at your convenience. But um my next guest in two weeks will be, uh, you've heard this name a lot, Michael Edel. Yep, you wouldn't be listening to the each episode without his hand um, um, in it. He is the editor. I uh, send uh, each episode to him for final editing, and then you get to listen. So, Michael Edel is not only the editor. He was my very first producer, yes, but even before that, he and his business partner had an entertainment theatrical agency, a booking agency, in I think it was Burlingame, California, in the San Francisco Bay Area, and they were my first agents. March Edel, standing for John March and Michael Edel. March Edel Agency booked some of my very first tours in the 70s, 
and some of my performances in in the Bay Area. In Stockton, California, there used to be a supper club called The Islander. They booked me there. So those of you that have got, uh, went to see me at The Islander, you have Michael um, uh, Del to thank uh, um, for that. And also, remember my great... Uh, um, long gig uh, at the LeBaron Hotel in San Jose, California. At that time, it was, it was the hotel. I performed at the top of uh, the LeBaron Hotel, great supper club restaurant. That was all they're doing. And then it was through March Idel that I started plans for my very first album. Only one, actually. We released that song the title, title song written by Michael Adele. So, yes, in two weeks, I am so excited that I will have as my second guest my longtime producer and current producer and longtime arranger, and uh, he will be my um, second guest, and I think you will enjoy. He is an entertainer. He is a songwriter. He is a producer. He is a saxophone player. He is a great singer, a bass player. He is he, everything. <laughs> he does everything related to show business. And I think you will very much enjoy uh, listening to to that episode. I invite you to, to mark that date, August 17th, and you will enjoy that one. Now, for those of you that have listened to the trailer, which is Normally, um, I guess when I want to listen to a certain uh, podcast, I usually try to find the trailer because it, in essence, is the synopsis and and tells you what what that episode is all about. So those of you, I'm sure most of you probably listened to the trailer. If you did not, you might want to look for it and listen to the one-minute only uh, trailer. So those of you that... um, listen to it, uh, um, will know that it, in essence, says what I'm planning planning to do with this. So talk about my music, which I've done and will continue to do, share uh, experiences about my 40 years plus, almost 45 years in show business. And, um, and um, it, you know, I've done that. Also, um, talk about my concerts throughout the country, my tours throughout America, and I've done some of that, and we'll do a lot more. But also, also telling the story of my original songs, what inspired me to write a song. More are coming, and um, I've talked a little bit about politics and about current events. But one thing mentioned in the trailer I have not yet gotten to, and so I will now. <laughs> Uh, it says that I will talk about my world travels. And I will, this episode, tell you a little bit of my experiences and also my, of course, cruise ship work and um, also about my motorcycles, my interest in motorcycles. So we're going to get to that in a minute. First, my world travels. Folks, if you go on my website you will find there's like a fan page, which is um, a page um, kind of interesting facts about my career, a little trivia there. And you will find that I have been 
to 52 countries. And uh, let me tell you, for someone that does not like to fly, I do not like to fly. I hate to fly. I take Tylenol PM before I get on the plane, and then I'll have a, um, a... I'm not much of a drinker, but I'll make sure I have wine. Wine puts me to sleep. I'll have a wine, and then I try to sleep the whole flight. So for someone that doesn't like to fly, to having, having been to all those countries is rather amazing, but thanks to my cruise ship contracts. It was, in most cases, celebrity cruises and their upper-scale company that I think now is becoming um, it going and leaving the Royal Caribbean celebrity um, 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 well, conglomerate or... Um, um, and well, they're going to become their own company um, with no ties to celebrity, and that is Azamara Club Cruises. I loved. Listen, folks, those smaller ships, these big ships. I mean, how how big are they going to get? I mean, I prefer a smaller ship, and much more intimate, much more interesting. But um, and so the ships thank goodness, took me to all those countries. And so people always ask me when they find out the life I, I, I do, the business I'm in, they, you know, people are intrigued with entertainers and what we've done, where we've been. And people always ask, oh, do you have a favorite country? Yes, I do. Well, okay, now I've got to make this clear. I think I should, we should leave my native country out of this. So Portugal doesn't count. And uh, the Azores, uh, the group of islands I'm from, um, uh, from Portugal, but um, uh, the Azores, uh, let's leave those two out. Because, okay, by birth and by, they should be and are in a certain way, my favorite country, Portugal, of course. But my favorite country that I've been to is, well, coincidentally, right next door, Spain. Folks, I have been to several ports in Spain, and I have loved every single experience in Spain. The streets are clean. The, the people are wonderful, sophisticated, classy, just, uh, you, uh, you feel wealth, you, you feel safe. I love Spain, Barcelona. I've overnighted there. I love Barcelona. So I say it, yes, my favorite country of the 52 is Spain. And... Um, Several ports there. I, no bad experience in Spain. Favorite city. Okay, again, gotta put this out there. Everybody talks about Paris. I have not been to Paris. Those interior cities. I. I. There is one port we stop in France that then you can take a tra train to Paris, but. I'm, I never did that, especially if I knew I was performing that night. I wanted to save all my energy. 
if I had taken the one-day train ride to and from ter- um, Paris, I'd probably be dead by showtime. And so I have not been to Paris. My favorite city of all that I've been to, London, England. Why? Well, maybe the history. Maybe all the movies. I was walking down one street and I said, oh my, this is the set for the musical movie Oliver. Remember Oliver? Consider yourself at home, you know, and so on. Where is love? I loved uh, London. And then you're walking down another street and you kind of feel, oh my God, I could go back in time right now and feel that I'm right next to Sherlock uh, Sherlock Holmes. So the history and the neighborhoods of London, you're in one and then you go, you know, a few blocks away and you feel like you're in, in a whole different world and then two more blocks away and yet a different world. That's why London so impressed me. And then My biggest surprise, people are stunned when I say that, the city that surprised me the most, I was not expecting it it to be what what it turned out to be, was Istanbul, Turkey. I expected to be very... uh, very Middle Eastern. I guess that's the best way to describe it. And yet, it felt so European. And we had overnights there, and we went to those clubs, and the people were fun and amazing, kind of expensive. And um, But I loved Istanbul, and I loved the fact that all the countries I went to, no place or bar or club closes at 2 a.m. That's why when California was um, uh, thinking of um, going to the 4 a.m. closing on weekends, I'm all for that. Oh, here I go use this word again. Yes, I did lobby for that. I guess for now it's over, but it's so antiquated. I I have never, you know what, to be honest, Oh, God, I'm, getting, I'm trying not to talk politics because I've already done that. This is about my world travels. But at 2 a.m. when people are working, walking out of any club or bar here in America, except for Nevada uh, and Atlantic City, but you see people totally drunk and falling down. You never see that? I never saw that in those countries when I left at 4 a.m., at 5 a.m. And uh, so, you know, it's that old thing. When you know you you can't have something, um, you go for it. So, um, but anyway, this is about my world travels. I won't go any further on that. But, um, and then, Buenos Aires. Don't cry for me, Argentina. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did see La Casa Rosada. But Buenos Aires was amazing. I loved it again, like Istanbul, but even more so, so European. It was amazing. The attitude, um, uh, the sophistication of, I just loved Buenos Aires. And then uh, Athens, okay. Loved the history of Athens, but... uh, I was very surprised 
with all the street dogs everywhere. Stray dogs, cats, everywhere. And I'm walking there at night and I see these two dogs coming on the sidewalk by me. Here, if you see a dog without a leash, we're so spoiled that um, they're being controlled and they may come and smell you or, you know, what I'm saying. But there, they're so used to it. They pass right by you as if you were, you know, just part of, you know, another buddy of theirs. So, but that was uh, very surprising. I didn't expect um, Athens to to have that uh, everywhere. I'm, I'm serious. Uh, at least I was there last, what, uh, um, seven years ago. But yes, that did feel, it just it felt awkward. I mean, here, leash law, leash law everywhere. So that was the thing with um, uh, Athens. And then St. Petersburg. I loved St. Petersburg. I was there several times when we were doing the Baltic cruises out of um, Amsterdam. St. Petersburg is beautiful. The Hermitage, all those amazing things, the museums, the people, the heart of the people of, of Russia. How in the world are um, our, our, um, our leaders in government constantly at odds with Russia and vice versa? It's the leadership because the common folk, they're just people that just want to have a good life. I love the heart, the fun. And yes, we were out all night. We did overnights. Um, each cruise, we did two overnights. So in essence, three days, three days there. I loved it. And in Russia, we didn't uh, leave at four or five. We left at six or seven a.m., the clubs. It was amazing. And then, okay, my Portuguese friends get very upset when I tell them this. Biggest disappointment? Rio de Janeiro. I know. We Portuguese see Brazil as our baby, our colony at one time, and so on. And um, and so, uh, okay, here's why. Sure. The sites, um, the Copacabana, I mean... Yes, uh, Ipanema, I mean, not go Ipanema. And um, all that was beautiful. But then you walk a block away and you see misery. Yeah, it's just, I did not like what I call the Rio experience. I did go to other ports in uh, um, um, uh, Brazil and, and they were nice. But um, I, Brazil just, uh, I, I guess because I was so, we have relatives there, I was so looking forward to Brazil uh, being just, everybody talking, especially Portuguese friends, because there's a connection to Brazil, I guess, like England with Canada. Or, but let me tell you, Brazil was um, Rio, I should say. Rio was a little bit of a disappointment. I mean, it was still... Nice, but it was the nice tourist-type uh, areas were great, but then terrible experience. And then Israel. Now that was, I described that with, 
What a shock. Oh, yes, nice, great people, beautiful, but you know, folks, how now it seems like we go to uh, to enter any building, we have these metal detector devices to enter the ship all the time. Guess what? Israel is the only country in the world, the only place I've ever seen with all my travels, that you go through metal detector um, uh, booths to enter the country. I had never experienced that. And that was, it was actually, it was comical to me. I mean, but believe me, did I feel safe in Israel? Yes, yes, yes. And then, um, fortunately, I've never been in America to states like Texas that have open carrier, meaning people can be walking around with their guns. So I have never seen any of that till Israel. And there's, you know, soldiers or police walking around with guns. So it, it felt weird. But I knew I was safe. And of course, Israel has to be that way. Because they're surrounded by, you know, many, many, not all, but many that just want to destroy them. But believe me, when you arrive in the city or, or anywhere else, if you were to go from... Uh, uh, San Francisco to Oakland, California. And when you got to Oakland, you had to go through medical, uh, medical, uh, metal detecting uh, devices just to get into the city limits of Oakland. You'd feel weird. So that was the Israeli experience. So, but overall, it was amazing. I have enjoyed all my world travels. Um, there are Oh, countries that I'd like to go back, yes, England, um, yes, Spain, and, and of course, the Caribbean uh, islands, every one of them I loved, and um, the, just doing the Mediterranean. Uh, oh, Egypt, Alexandria. That, the sad part was that, with that was that we were warned um, by the ship um, uh, team uh, not to to even give uh, a dollar to you know the little kids five six seven years old that were constantly you know around us begging for this or money and so on and I that was just you know it was it was sad and the reason why I was told if you give one everywhere you go around the town you'll be surrounded by those kids. And then I learned that what is it? One um, dollar. They some some people in that poor country make in 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 a, a day or is it a week? I I didn't research that for this. But um, when I learned what it takes for them to make a dollar, I felt I felt guilty and awful, and I felt I should have taken dollars. And even if I was bombarded by those kids. I would have given each of them at least a dollar because it would have meant uh, so much to them. They probably it could probably feed them for two or three days. So I felt bad about that. Main thing is that it was all amazing experience. And then motorcycles. Okay, that's part of my world travels. I love motorcycles. My mom and dad never allowed me to get a motorcycle. I've had a thing with motorcycles 
since I was, well, I guess, no, even younger, even in Portugal, um, I came when I was 10. I loved motorcycles. And um, the first time I was on a motorcycle was as a passenger. Uh, one of the members of my first band, Azor 68, Joe, he um, was riding at 17, 18, and I got to ride as a passenger. That was scary because as a passenger on a motorcycle, it, yeah, it's not it, it, it's not the ideal way to be riding because you're totally out, out of control and you're in the hands of the rider. And Joe was a little crazy of a motorcycle rider, so it scared me a little bit. But then eventually when I moved to Reno, Nevada in my early 20s, I was on my own and I bought my first uh, motorcycle, a Kawasaki, um, three, uh, 300, uh, 350cc's. And then through the years, I've had um, motorcycles. I I was going into the motorcycle business in 2012. I I was seriously go- going into it, started all the process, and was pretty much starting the business. But I made a mistake. And, uh, you know, I, I guess what I'm saying is I, I, that business failed for me, but I know why. You, know, you learn from your mistakes. I was still doing the cruise ship gigs. And by that time, I was making very good money because I was a success with Celebrity. And every year, my agent was able to get me more and more money. So I, I, I didn't want to leave that, that good-paying uh, thing and also traveling around the world. So I, I started the company without a business partner, and I was trying to kind of get it off the ground between ship contracts, and, um, and that's just not how you do it. And yes, I did save, and I had a capital, capital uh, to get started, but then I found out not enough. What I, if I wanted to, if if I had decided I'm leaving the cruise ship business, I have not too much capital, but I have this much. It would have to be, I'd have to be there 24, practically 24-7, starting to run that business. And, and I wasn't. So maybe if I had acquired a buddy interested that um, could have, become my business partner and run the business uh, while but I just didn't I guess I guess the thing is something I wanted because I wanted to have my motorcycle de- dealership because I love motorcycles and I wanted to be riding more and more of them and getting more of them and it would be easier if I had my own dealership bottom line it was bad timing I lost a lot of money with um, that business and then it um, it it didn't really go out of business because it really never got off the ground as a business. So, but yes, I I'm, I I completely am okay with saying I failed at that. So um, through my own fault, and uh, but that's about it. So that's some of my own um, uh, world travels. I'll talk more about motorcycles. Currently, I don't have one. Um, a lot of things happened that um, um, that made me, um, you know, sell them. I had three. What the hell do you need three motorcycles? You can't ride all three of them at the same time. But anyway, 
I still there's one one um, motorcycle make and model that I have my eye on, and hopefully, um, if things pick up for me by Christmas, maybe I'll give myself a Christmas present. I've given hints to everyone I know that that's what I want for Christmas, but it hasn't happened. Anyway, I thought this was going to be probably the shortest um, podcast, but uh, uh, episode, but again, you know me. I start talking, I talk and talk. But hopefully you learned a little more about, about my travels and, um, and more aspects about my life. And yes, That's it for now. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Please join us again in two weeks for another episode of Carlos Avalon, My Music, My Life. Now it's not a silly play That you'll come back to me someday I should